This Family Life News Podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. He will be standing trial. The question is when. The verdict that will carry a lot of weight. The products are aimed at addicting children. I don't think the question that needs to be asked is can they, but will they? Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Greg Gillespie. Much of official Washington promoted a border security compromise was on the way. It is not. The Senate this afternoon failed to advance a deal worked out by a few negotiators. It failed to get the necessary 60 votes to move forward. Linda Kenyon is on Capitol Hill. The bill was the product of months of negotiations on a measure to crack down on illegal border crossings and overhaul the nation's faulty immigration system. The bill also included wartime aid to Ukraine and Israel. Republicans who blocked the bill from moving forward said it didn't go far enough to address the border security issue. Senate Republicans joined their colleagues in the House who say the proposal would not curb the flow of illegal immigration across the southern border. Pocketbook issues also among our top stories today. The latest stats show how many Americans are drowning in credit card debt. In terms of people that are truly carrying debt from month to month, we are hearing more about people financing daily essentials such as gas and groceries and something like rent on a credit card. Economist Ted Rossman of Bankrate.com says fully half of consumers are not paying off their full credit card balance each month. Then maybe you're more apt to finance other things with a credit card, and, and that's just where it becomes problematic. Credit card balances across the past two years are 40 percent higher. Both years set new records. As a nation, our debt spiked another 5 percent just since Thanksgiving. No go on the latest negotiations to free hostages held by Hamas, nations which want recognition for a Palestinian state after the current war, are asking Israel for something that Benjamin Netanyahu says it cannot safely do. Reporter Olivia Gazas is in Israel. The Saudis have a strong interest in pursuing normalization on two conditions. One, an end to the war in Gaza, and two, a clear, credible, and time-bound pathway to a Palestinian state. That's, of course, something that Netanyahu has long and ardently opposed. The U.S. Secretary of State has been traveling between countries in the Middle East, trying to broker a deal to release hostages. A missing Marine helicopter has been found in California, but five Marines remain unaccounted for. The third Marine aircraft wing says the helicopter was found in Pine Valley, just over 40 miles east of San Diego. A search and rescue operation is underway. The helicopter was being used on a training flight from Creech Air Force Base near Las Vegas when it was reported overdue last night. Bad weather may have contributed to the errant flight. Bad weather has slowed the search last night and this morning. Some parents can be held legally liable if their child commits a crime for the first time that has ever happened. A jury found the parent of a school shooter guilty in a school shooting case in Michigan. We find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Jennifer Crumbly closed her eyes at times as the decision was read. Craig Schilling was there. His son Justin was killed in the massacre. Well, with this verdict, I mean, it will carry a lot of weight with it. It will definitely get people thinking. Prosecutors had argued Jennifer Crumbly failed to address her son's deteriorating mental health before the shooting. CBS reporter Elaine Keanu. The boy's father has also been charged in that case. 
A federal court panel has ruled that a sitting president can be held legally liable for official acts while president. Former President Trump will appeal a federal court decision which denies him immunity from criminal prosecution for acts that happened while he was in office. Legal affairs reporter Jan Crawford predicts the U.S. Supreme Court will decline to intervene, sending the Trump prosecution back to the lower court. He will be standing trial. The question is when. And I think on this fast-track schedule that the appeals court is on, we're looking at a trial in late spring or summer. Trump's team says prosecuting a president for official acts violates the Constitution and threatens the bedrock of the U.S. Prosecutors allege Trump and some of his allies tried to change the results of the 2020 election in Georgia. Still to come on this Wednesday, more on the former president and the future New York election. Pennsylvania leaders debate marijuana and state spending, and parents have more say than social media titans do. The 5 o'clock report continues with your family life forecast. The quiet weather pattern continues with a dry, pleasant night tonight, mild and some sunshine for tomorrow. And generally starlit skies across much of Pennsylvania, partly cloudy skies from starlight in New York State, not as chilly as last night, low temps 20s and low 30s. Tomorrow, partly sunny and mild, high temperatures near 50. Friday, cloudy, mild, couple of rain showers, and high temperatures of 50 to 55. Thank you, Kevin. More of what's happening where you live now from Pennsylvania and New York. Pushback on Governor Shapiro's plan to cut the state government in on profits from marijuana sales. Pro-family advocate Michael Gear tells Family Life News that states that legalize pot end up losing more money than they gain. You know, a study was done in Colorado, which was one of the first states to legalize recreational marijuana, and they found for every dollar that is brought in in tax dollars, more than four and a half dollars are spent to deal with all of the social issues and crime and traffic issues and DUI and all of the things that come with it. A group called Smart Approaches to Marijuana agrees that state-sponsored marijuana sales bring about significant financial and social costs. They're going to see a 17% increase in substance use disorders. You're going to see a 35% increase in chronic homelessness and a 13% increase in arrests across the state. The nonprofit's director, John Davidow, spoke with Fox 43. The governor's proposal faces an uncertain future in the legislature. Both houses are narrowly split along party lines. The taxation of legalized marijuana was one of the budget priorities Shapiro unveiled yesterday as he presented $48 billion in proposed state spending. The governor plans to spend $2 billion more on K-12 and higher education and have additional spending on public transit, economic development, housing, and health care. A group of Republican lawmakers contends that the governor wants to spend down $14 billion in the state's cash reserves. The GOP leader says it's dangerous to trim that rainy day fund with an uncertain economy ahead. A day after Donald Trump was confirmed by the New York Elections Board as a valid candidate for the April 2nd Republican primary in New York, there is a new lawsuit to remove his name from those ballots. Jeremy Miller 
reports. State Senator Brad Hoyleman Siegel filed an objection with the State Board of Elections after Republican elections commissioners cleared the way for Trump to be on the April 2nd ballot. The U.S. Supreme Court is scheduled to hear arguments tomorrow on whether Colorado can remove Trump from the ballot based on the 14th Amendment's so-called insurrection clause, which could impact Hoyleman Siegel's objection. Trump insists he has a right to be on the ballot and has dismissed any wrongdoing on his part for the January 6th demonstrations. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. The Rochester Police Department is looking for new recruits in Buffalo. Like most departments everywhere, agencies are trying to be creative to fill vacancies. You've seen it across the country. I mean, law enforcement is taking a hit. Rochester Police Sergeant Justin Collins is promoting pay levels 20% higher in Rochester than what Buffalo has been paying. The push with social media posts and billboards in Buffalo runs through the end of the week. Buffalo Commissioner Joseph Grimalia says Buffalo's own police recruitment brought in more candidates than expected this year, but there is a shortage on his force, too. An elderly Arizona doctor faces charges that he assisted suicide at a New York State motel. Details on that from Sarah Lee Kessler. Kingston police say 85-year-old Stephen Miller, a doctor in Arizona, traveled from Tucson to assist in a suicide last November. Cops say evidence in the room where housekeepers found a body point to another person involved in the suicide. Miller has been charged with manslaughter and assault. Police say Miller is not related to the person who died. Sarah Lee Kessler, New York. Next at five, social media has transformed interpersonal interactions. That's no surprise. Congress called together the CEOs of the five largest social media companies and called them onto the carpet last week. A New York-based Christian counselor says parents have the ultimate obligations. Listen now for these highlights from Real Answers with Christopher Anderson. What impact is social media having? Well, let's just put it this way. This is a giant de facto social experiment, if I can call it that. Social media has fundamentally changed to some degree the way people interact socially, and it's also increased bullying, cases of mental illness, including depression, and in extreme cases, suicides have been attributed to not only excessive social media use, but overuse of online activities as a whole and our young people. Okay, you just confirmed all my fears. So, can the big five, do <laughs> you think they can actually put some safeguards in that will work? Sarah, I don't think the question that needs to be asked is can they, but will they? It is totally possible. The problem is that these safeguards have in the past been labeled as censorship, but then again, these are people who are determining what should and shouldn't be put out there. But then there are people that will protest that it's infringing on their rights and the freedom of speech and expression. Well, the problem goes deeper, Sarah, and we've lost our sense of responsibility and our individual rights have started to supersede our love for our neighbors and doing what's right. What can people do to build in boundaries? Parents, listen closely. You need to start early. Monitor closely your children's online activities. Be consistent with enforcement of online rules that you as a parent set in place. I would argue that children under the age of 16 do not need a smartphone. And even then, you as a parent need to monitor their online usage if they are living under your roof and you are paying their bills. If you're consistent, that will have a big impact. Counselor Christopher Anderson on today's Real Answers feature. That is available for you anytime on our news podcast page. Listen for more of Sarah's conversation with Christian counselor Chris Anderson at familylife.org. Now your stock market report for a Wednesday, brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Small gains to end the day today. Investors push the Dow average 156 points higher. 
NASDAQ gained 148, the S&P up 41. FaithWord Advisors, a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Details are available at faithwordadvisors.com. A double-edged sword cuts both ways, and that's true for your credit card, too. Hi, I'm Rob West with another Faith and Finance Minute. It can be great for earning reward points, but if you don't pay off the balance each month, you get charged interest. Worse, if you're more than 30 days late making a payment, your credit score will take a hit. One out of five cardholders reports making at least one late payment. Penalties start at $25 and rise each time you're late. $40 is not unusual. And that's not all. If you're 60 days late, your card company will probably increase your interest rate, which could go as high as 30%. The only safe way to use a credit card is to pay off your entire balance on time every month. If you can't, cut it up. Manage your finances wisely with the easy-to-use FaithFi app. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance, from your app store or learn more at faithfi.com. Still to come, digging through the molten ashes of a famous volcano to visit something firsthand from Bible times. You're listening to the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. The quiet weather pattern continues with a dry, pleasant night tonight, mild and some sunshine for tomorrow. Generally starlit skies across much of Pennsylvania, partly cloudy skies from starlight in New York State, not as chilly as last night, low temps 20s and low 30s. Tomorrow, partly sunny and mild, high temperatures near 50. Friday, cloudy, mild, couple of rain showers, and high temperatures of 50 to 55. Thanks much, Kevin. And finally at 5, using state-of-the-art technology to unwrap history. We get that from Family Life's Bob Price. Yeah, Greg, through artificial intelligence, scientists have been able to decipher ancient Roman texts that were carbonized during the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 AD. The 2,000-year-old scrolls were discovered in the mid-18th century by an Italian farmer, but those texts were unreadable after being charred in a villa in Herculaneum. That's a Roman town near Pompeii. Their belief to have been owned by the father-in-law of Julius Caesar. Last year, a team of researchers at the University of Kentucky used high-resolution CT scans to unroll the text and then built an AI model that deciphered the lettering through pattern recognition. The passages were written by a Roman philosopher named Philodemus. Now, experts say the giant cloud of ash and gas released by Vesuvius took just 15 minutes to kill nearly 20,000 people in Pompeii and the surrounding villages. The Bible, by the way, doesn't mention the destruction of Pompeii because most of the apostles who wrote the New Testament were likely dead by that time, except for John, who died two decades later in modern-day Turkey. Bob Price, Family Life News. Thank you much, Bob, as we merge ancient history and the future technology. And that is the world we live in this seventh day of February 2024. Thanks for coming along for the Wednesday 5 o'clock report. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. Thank you for listening to this Family Life News podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.